looking back in hindsight, we wouldn't know what we know now if we hadn't gone through all of that. But at the same time, I think having a conversation around money mindset can show up so differently for a lot of people. And I see in the coaching now too, that I'm doing, there's limits on where people think that they can go. It's, it also comes up in different fashions too. Like, but I think it's similar too, because if we were to make more money than our parents, what would they think of us? If we were to make more money than our circle of influence, would they still like us? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you always want to stay inside your bubble. So if you are in a smaller space and you're starting to grow and your level of success is exceeding where you're at, there's a lot of people that feel bad about that. And then they block the money from coming in or they spend it or they do frivolous, stupid things like we were just talking about in order to stay back into that little pocket because you don't want to make those people feel bad. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. She ready? She ready? She ready? Welcome to the Get Up Girl podcast. I'm your gal Joanna Vargas here with the master hairdresser, beautiful makeup artist and beauty coach, business coach from the Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast, Jessica Bergio. What's up, girl? What's up? How's everybody doing? I know. How we doing? We good? We are good. We're excited. Now, the universe has already spoken because I put up the title of what we're going to talk about, Why Money Shouldn't Scare You. And Jessica jumps on and she's like, I don't know, you said something about show me the money or something. <sighs> Jessica, how the heck are you? And your hair looks so freaking cute. You like it? That little, yeah. I tried six months ago, so I'm still enjoying it. Short, excuse my voice. I got a little, a little cold, but um, I'm good. I'm good. Life is good. Things are busy. I feel like the world is like coming alive again. So it's giving me energy and I'm always excited to talk to you. And that's like a a sexy voice. I love the Phoebe from Friends. (laughs) Sexy voice. Uh, Smelly cat when she got sick. Let's jump right in because this is going to be a right into the meat episode. I love it. From your podcast, I took the title from it. I'm like, let's talk about it because we could talk about all about like the behind the scenes about money. And I want to know what you think, why we shouldn't be afraid of money and why are we afraid of money? So I think a few things come up for people when money gets talked about. And it's great because we will share a mentor. His name is Chris Harder. And he talks a lot about Uh, money mindset around being successful about having money and it can come from anywhere like a lot of times you don't even realize why you make certain comments like oh that's so expensive or I can't afford that or I can't do that and it's like I really feel like as anybody we all pick and choose when we want to spend money right how many people do you know that uh, go to Starbucks every single day or get their nails done all the time but yet say they never have any money to do anything or people that go out and eat all the time yet they say they're broke Um, there's there's things around money that we were conditioned as children to hear and say and we don't even realize we're doing it so like I can't afford that or that's not 
That's not something I can do. Um, so it can come really from anywhere in your childhood, but I think it's recognizing patterns of how you spend money um, and then what it is that you necessarily think you need that money for. Like if you're struggling to find success and make money, what are the blocks that are holding you back? So good. I can go in like 42 different directions because poor people go to Disneyland every day. Every day. It has nothing to do with price. It has to do with desire and what we really would like in life. And when we would really like something, we'll create it. And I love how you said it's about the words that we're using. And instead of saying, I can't afford that because I got to, and I'm like, whose is that? Where did I learn that? I, I know where I learned it from, but I say it out of habit. And um, what I've noticed, it's getting really curious. and like, what do I say that? And I say mm -hmm. that because that's what other people can hear. Do you know what I mean, Jessica? Like they can hear that. So then they forgive you if you don't go or you don't buy that. That is an acceptable reason on why not to choose something. Yeah. And if you were to say, ah, I, I really don't desire that right now. I really don't want to do that because that's the truth. Because if you really wanted to do it, you'd find the money. But we use that as an excuse. And then the brain and then we start to believe it that I don't have the money right now. I'm broke. Or instead of asking a question, because I know rich people, people that have more money. They ask, how can I afford this? Mm -hmm. How do I get the money? Where is the money? How can I create the money? So let's talk about, you know, that saying, I'm broke. I don't have it. And the reason why we do it, why we say. Yeah. Well, what's interesting and I've recently come to terms with for myself personally is I realize I'm really good at making money. I can make a shit ton of money. And you and I have had this conversation a couple of times in our past things. You guys can listen to one of our last episodes that we talked about. We kind of, this kind of came up in that too, is the fact that like a lot of us are taught how to make money, nose to the grind, fake it till you make it, hustle, grind, all the things. But many of us are not taught what to do with our money. We're not taught how to save our money. We're not taught how to balance a goddamn checkbook. Sure. Like so many aspects where we bleed money out of things because we're not really aware that we didn't need those things or we didn't, we shouldn't be spending our money on that right? We're told certain investments are where you should put your money at early ages. And then we're not told about other things you should be investing in. So it's like looking back at the fact that like, yeah, I'm broke or I don't have that. It's like you heard it from your parents, right? Oh, we can't afford that. When really your mom just didn't want to buy that for you because you didn't need it. You know, it's like, I have, a mom. I have a 10 year old. Every time we go to Target, he's like, can I get something? And I'm like, what do you want? If you can give me a reason why you need that thing, we can have a conversation about it. But mm. if you want something to want something, then it's a no. So anytime he asks me for anything, he's a perfect example of me kind of reframing how I speak to him because now I'm aware yep. of the training that was done to me subconsciously as a kid. I can say to him, let's earn it. What do you want? It, wh how much do you need? And what do you need it for? Mm -hmm. And then let's figure out a way to reverse engineer you making that. Do you want to clean this every day for two bucks a day? Like, well, how much is it worth to you? And he'll either say, yeah, I want to do it or no, or, I don't. Yeah. Good mom right there. Yeah. But uh, go ahead, know, keep going. You know, I've watched this too because we grew up with a little bit of money, not much. And I feel like looking back, I always had everything I needed, right? I didn't I didn't know we didn't have much. Um, and when I see the upper class with their children and what they provide with them, it's like I can't knock them for giving them all the things, right? Like you can't knock somebody for giving them their children a beautiful home and all the clothes and the shoes and the beautiful schools and all the stuff. But at the end of the day, like there needs to be a conversation around 
where that money's coming from, how they acquired the money and what they're doing to sustain this, this successful lifestyle and how their child can then do the same. Um, you know, it's like, I've worked for very, very wealthy people where the children knew they were never going to really have to work. They only had to kind of half live in life. And then, you you know, you know, people who have struggled from day one, and even if they have money, they're still in that poor mindset because they're afraid they're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. What I realized is that, like you said, I'm really good at making money. Making money is easy Mm -hmm. because there's, I want to also talk about something else, difference between cash and money. But I could make money really easily. Now, what I realized in the last two years out of all my self-development, finally, the awareness is that it's difficult. It's easier now, but it, it is more difficult for me to have money, not save it because I could save it. I can earn it. I could save it, but then having it. So I'll save it and then I'll hit a threshold and then I have to spend it. And so what I realized is that there's some kind of self-worth right there. I hit the self-worth of how much I'm able to receive. I can only receive this much. It's a little too much. Let me blow it. And I would subconsciously buy stupid junk and mm-hmm. then put it on credit cards. And then it was a vicious cycle. And Jessica, what I realized is that I was bored. I'm so infinitely intelligent that I can do a million things at once. And I was trying to be like everybody else doing one thing at a time. And I was bored. So I would create these financial just craziness in my life. And it kept me busy. Ooh, pay off this credit card. Now I have to do another job to make more money. I was freaking bored. You literally, like, I didn't want to go there with this conversation when we started, but you know, I see a lot of clients over the last 20 years. I've been a hairdresser. So I see everybody from I'm fresh out of college. Can I get my hair done? to my multi-million dollar clients, right? And what I was kind of referring to when I talked about my clients who give their children everything, the, the children that I find that are getting into trouble, even though you think they're coming from this perfect life, this perfect family, there's there's women that this happened to too that are married that aren't necessarily having something to focus on, um, is they get bored. They get bored and they get into trouble or they blow money. They get into trouble or they blow money. Like it's one of two things. And it's, it's really a crazy phenomenon that like, how can we find that balance? And I think it's just because conversations aren't being had, right? Like these children that are coming from families that now have money, why are they so bored? Why aren't they made to work? Or why aren't they made to like earn their own keep in a sense of, you know, the money should be worth something to them. And does bored look like what we think boredom looks like? Because I'm wondering... Yeah, if it can look like a million different ways, but I was trained to think that bored looked like sitting on the couch, twiddling my thumbs. And actually I was bored going a a million miles a minute. And I was still bored because now I can see that I can do more things than the average Joe. So anybody can get bored. Somebody that could do one thing or a million things, we can get bored. So the new question, the tool that I'm adding, Jessica, is what can I add to my life right now? What can I add? But I was conditioned to think always less. Do less. You're doing too much, Joanna. Do less. Do less. And I totally get it. Yes, sometimes I burn out. It's too much. But I was distracting myself with stupid stuff. And I enjoyed it. Even though I'm embarrassed to say I enjoyed that craziness of the credit card cycle. Yeah. Joanna, you made all this money and you're in debt. I know. What the heck was that? I was freaking bored. Same. Yeah. I can relate to that so hard. And I think, you know, we're similar in age. And I think when you go through that 
where you can't make the money. And it's like, you get in that hustle mentality of working, working, working for something, which then you blow it all. And it's like, you're right. I did the same exact cycle. I bought a home I couldn't afford just to chase the dollar to pay the home off. And then it was like, you know, a house I didn't even need. I should never even have had cars. I didn't need trips. I shouldn't have gone on. Like, you know, if I had just spent more time being to tap into like what you and I do now with our non-negotiables in the morning, go for a freaking walk, meet your girlfriend for coffee, spend $5 drinking a cup of coffee versus, you know, $5,000 on a bag I didn't need. So it's like Mm -hmm. looking back in hindsight, we wouldn't know what we, what we know now if we hadn't gone through all of that. But at the same time, I think having a conversation around money mindset can show up so differently for a lot of people. And I see in the coaching now too, that I'm doing um, there's limits on where people think that they can go. It's, it also comes up in different fashions too. Like, I think your and our story is a little bit different, but I think it's similar too, because if we, if we were to make more money than our parents, what would they think of us? If we were to make more money than our circle of influence, would they still like us? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you always want to stay inside your bubble. So if you, if you, if you are in a smaller space and you're starting to grow and your level of success is exceeding where you're at, there's a lot of people that feel bad about that. And then they block the money from coming in or they spend it or they do frivolous, stupid things like we were just talking about in order to stay back into that little pocket because you don't want to make those people feel bad. Absolutely. Lori just did a podcast on that the other day. Um, So it's like always looking for new places to put yourself, how you did when you joined the elite level mastermind, like putting yourself in a room where people are having these huge conversations around net worth and wealth and what it means to truly be wealthy and to, to be secure in your finances is much more different than being able to make a shit ton of money. It's all about receiving for me, my level. What can I receive? Receive the judgment, receive money. I mean, I can go on and on. One little thing before we go on, I was realizing that if I had the money, Jessica, then my to-do list would be done. Mm. Isn't it interesting that we love the to-do list? It's an endless to-do list because we feel like we're accomplishing something. And the slowing down of the pandemic, letting go of my business, my office, really allowed me to be, like you said, do less and I'm actually having more results. And the money is there. I see the money and it's not moving. It's just right there. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually okay not having to like move the money up or down. It's there and it's just slowly growing. But that took a lot for me. And I wonder anybody else listening, because if the money is not a constant battle of I have to earn it, I have to now pay it off. What is going to motivate me? What is going to motivate you in order to go make more money? That's where I am right now, Jessica. Mm. I would be motivated before to make more money in order to pay off the debt. Now there's no debt to pay off. How do I get that motivation? The goal's got to get bigger. You've got a dream that's yeah. big idea dream, right? Is it is it a home in the Bahamas? Is it is it to be able to retire your parents? What is it that you want to do with that money that would push you to work hard enough and show up for it every day? Oof. Oh, yes. Okay, I do want to talk about the difference between cash and money. Now, this is my point of view. Money is everything. Money is energy. Money is this microphone I'm talking on. Money is you, Jessica, like you showing up, talking to me like this is money. This computer, this room I'm in, this plant, um, the air I'm breathing is money. Like it's just energy. And what I realized, Jessica, is that I can create a lot of money, meaning somebody could walk up to my door right now and like give me a free lunch or here, do you want this free coffee? It was extra at Coffee Bean. Okay. Like I get all these gifts. I get things all the time. Money comes from, to me, not necessarily cash. Mm. So I've been 
interested in the question lately is how can I receive more cash? And so I wonder if anybody else, because when you really write down and go, how much money do I have? I have a lot of money. This house, this, 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 uh, this lunch that I got, that was $50. This, that was $10. I'm like, wow, I actually got a lot today, but I didn't financially get cash. What do you think about that? Well, I think there's a huge, like, that's where the blocks come in is where we are calling in things into our life, right? Like how can, how can it be that you think of somebody and all of a sudden they call you? How can it be that you are walking along and you were like, ask the universe to show you a sign and all of a sudden there's the butterfly. Like we can manifest harder than I think we realize. And I think a lot of people don't believe in the ask for it and it will receive. But if you can truly embody the fact that you are open to receiving, you have to be open to these things to come. You can't be head down, closed minded and, and miss the fact that you could have, you know, got that free thing like you just talked about. When you start to receive like that in your life, you notice those portals start to open. So if that's already coming to you in ways of coffee and lunch and all of the things, like you will be surprised that things will just start to show up in your life once you're open to receiving them. When we're, when our hands are full with distractions, we cannot receive. So that's one of the things that I was always really good at too, that you just said that was so funny. Like I had a girlfriend call me out once I was dating someone that I shouldn't have been dating anymore. And I remember she asked me, how's it going? And I said, Oh, it's good. We're going on this trip and we're doing this and we're doing that. She sat back. She goes, mm-hmm. so you're staying distracted. And I was like, Ooh, like she totally called me out. And I was like, yep, sure. I am. And it's working well for now. Like, you know, like we distract ourselves so much as to not deal with like the reality of whatever's going on. So if you can start to learn to be more present and that is truly what you're trying to call in is more financial, actual money into your life, you have to make room for it and be open to it. If you're head down grinding, doing other things, like it, it, it's just not going to come to you. Ooh, I totally get it because the way I manifested my b- boyfriend, my partner, I was so open and willing to receive all the men that came prior to him. You know what I mean? They were not the greatest. There were some frogs. And, and I don't just mean like all of, I mean like the ones just during this, like three months before I met him, you know, and I was so willing to go on date after date after date, next bumble hit, next Next. swipe, right? Swipe left. At the same time. I think you and I, because when did you meet him? December. I met him at mine in, in January. Same yes. exact thing. We were both swiping at the same time. And I remember on my morning walks, like we, jo- Joanne and I are early birds. I would, at the end of my walk, put my hands out, close my eyes, turn my music off. And I'm like, I'm ready to receive. Like, show me what he looks like. Where is he? Where is he? I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> Where and is he? He showed up. He showed up. He showed up. And I, I mean, I thought I was ready, but I, I still had to do the work because this is where the mindset comes in, whether it's money, men, whatever the case may be, like it came and I was like, oh shit. Be careful what you asked for. for. I was like, didn't come in the package I thought I was going to come in. Didn't even come in the city or state I thought I was going to come in. And I was like, you asked for it. He's here. So you better figure out how to keep it. (laughs) And so like same with keeping our money, like you got to do work to keep your man and you got to do work to keep your money. To Shay. Yeah, he showed up and I go, oh, I wasn't ready yet. I mean, I thought I had a couple more months. You know what I mean? God's like, well, you asked for it. Yeah, but okay, here we go. And doing the work. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. And I was so willing to receive all of it. I didn't cut off those other men. I was very clear when something wasn't working for me and like, no, thank you. 
this was not going to work out. And I really went into it, Jessica, like, I'm going to choose not to ghost these men. I'm going to tell them when it's not working. I'm going to put my big girl panties on and I'm going to do it this way. And I think that sped it up where in the past I would have peekabooed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, ghosted him. Oh, I would have pretended I liked this guy when I really didn't. And that level of maturity really opened my level of receiving. Like you said, receiving all the money, all the cash, everything, the the coffees, the everything. I took it all in and I was taking stock of every single thing. Like today, okay, I got a, a lunch stock. I and like like Sherlock Holmes. I'm looking for Would the you- clues. You know what that's also what you're doing, Joanna? You're doing a gratitude practice as well. You're recognizing what is in your life and is coming to you. Not many people will stop and say, I'm so grateful for this home that I already have. I'm grateful for these plants. behind. I'm grateful for that lunch I just had. I'm grateful for that coffee. I'm grateful I just found a dollar on the ground. Like we don't stop in that gratitude practice. And I think you and I have been both working so diligently this year on ourselves and like appreciating what is, what isn't blessing and releasing and just staying open to things. And if, if you're in business and and maybe the man relation doesn't like that, what we're talking about, and doesn't like sit with you, if you've already got a man, you're married, whatever the case may be, if it comes to your business and you know how Joanne's talking about these men going peek, like she, she wants to be honest with them. This can be in relation to if you're trying to start a new business and you're over here bopping and weaving through all the other things and you haven't fully committed to the one new thing that you said you wanted to do, which was receive a new man, start a new business. If you don't go all in open arms, I'm ready to do the work and receive and like be here and now and focus on this one thing. It won't ever be the best thing it can be. It will always be, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just like the money will come and go and come and go. If you're not like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I'm fully committed to the relationship, the business, the money, like you have to have the mindset that, yes, I deserve this. This is for me and I appreciate it. Like same for the, for the men, same for the friendships and relationships in your life. Like if you're constantly like one foot in, one foot out or give or take shit, like it's not going to stick around. The universe is, will be confused and won't know what it is that you want. So you it will never stay. At a big aha as you're talking. I think we're conditioned I know we're conditioned to think that gratitude is only having appreciation for the good things. It's having appreciation for all of it. Yeah. And so thinking my journey to meet my current partner is all the men that came in, I had gratitude for them, even though it was not kind or what they did, but I'm like, I would laugh about it. I would tell stories. People were like, what? And I'm like, I'm so grateful for him. I I learned a little bit. I'm so grateful for whatever it is. And I think that's the disconnect, Jessica. We only, we're only grateful for what was good that day or what we enjoyed. Totally. Yeah. You know, I was with my son's dad for many years beforehand and I wouldn't appreciate who I have now if I hadn't gone through all of that prior. And I also appreciate my current boyfriend's ex-wife because she did a lot of the legwork and I'm sure helped him become who he is now too. So as, as much as that relationship might not be perfect for them, like you got to appreciate all of the aspects to get you where you are because yeah, no, that's not life. That's not reality. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. And it's like the fact that I actually, um, I have COVID right now. So I actually am appreciating that I'm stuck at home sick mm-hmm. and all I can do is focus on this business and worry about myself right now and be alone for the next two weeks. It's like, I haven't, I haven't been alone like this for, and for, I'm so I'm trying to appreciate the fact that the universe bitch slapped me to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it in my head, a bitch slap. <laughs> well, you look hella good for having COVID. <laughs> okay, well, let's end with 
why shouldn't we be afraid of money? We started with that question, but like, why shouldn't we be afraid? Because, okay, somebody listening, Jessica, but they're like, yeah, but I'm afraid. Yeah. What's a tool that they could do or use? First of all, I'm going to give you one good insight because we have a mentor. His name is Chris Harder, and he has a text list that you guys can text every Um, morning. Yeah, you can text every morning. The number is 310-421-0416, 310-421-0416. And Chris will send you a handwritten text message every morning in regards to money mindset. Mm-hmm. And one of the, my favorite things that Chris says is when good people make good money, they can do great things. Okay. And one defining moment that he said, because I'm a dog lover, and I'm sure all of you have parents. Sometimes you have elder parents. A lot of you have children listening to this. The reason you should never be afraid of money is because if something were to happen to that dog, that kid, that parent, that friend of yours, and money could make a difference in a saving their life or changing whether or not they went to jail or something crazy like that, wouldn't you be elated to write them that $10,000 check or, or whatever the case may be that you needed to do in order to help them, to save them, to be there for them? If money can fix the problem, then money's never the problem. So opening up the channel to know that the more that you have, the more you can give and help people. And it's not so granular. Like when my clients come to me and they say, I I don't need to make a lot of money being rich isn't important to me, but yet they really want to, you know, go on nice trips with their family. They want to drive a decent car. They want to live in a beautiful home. I'm in San Diego. I'm like, motherfucker, you got to be rich then because making just plain old six figures, like a hundred thousand dollars, isn't going to get you that. Mm -hmm. So being okay with making more than you think you need, because guess what? You can always give it away. You can always share it. You can always donate it. So do what you can to draw that money into your life because it's going to give you opportunities and it's going to give you choices and choice is freedom. And having freedom is what it's really all about. Well said when good people make good money, they do great things. Remember that. Yeah. When he said that, that really rang in my head too. Cause I always just thought about myself or like, I want, I want to fly first class. I want to do this, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, you're right. If somebody were to be in some kind of need, I wouldn't even blink twice to just, here you go. Boom. Yeah. Wow. That's a gift. And that's what we always talk about too in the coaching world. And when you have goals and dreams, it's like, it's great to have your goals. Your personal goals are what should be most important. But when your dreams and your goals and your vision doesn't include other people, it's really hard to show up every single day for yourself and to stay self-motivated when the goal includes other people that you are emotionally tied to, your kids, your parents, anybody else that you love, you will show up for them. You will continue to fight for that and grow it and be it and do it because for the greater good of my kid, I want him to have choices and options. So I'm going to get up every day and do the, do what I need to do, whether I feel like it or not. Jessica, you're such a great speaker. I feel motivated. I feel like I'm going to put on my punching gloves right now and start going to work. I love it because this past year and a half has been a big journey for me, big blossoming, and I'm so grateful for it. It really woke up me up in a whole new light. Yeah. And what else is possible in the future? I'm so excited to learn even more. So incredibly grateful. And And that's why why you're going this way, Joanna, because you keep asking better questions. You get to the level and you're like, okay, I see it from this level here. Now, what's at the next view? If I climb a little bit higher, what's that view going to look like? What's that going to feel like? How can I help those people up there? You know, and who can I bring with me? You're always you're always seeing who you can bring with you. That's just who you are in your nature. And that's why I love just having conversations with you because you're not afraid to figure out that next step. And, and when you guys can show up unapologetic about 
you know, being a little bit louder, a little bit bigger, a little bit more inquisitive, like, don't worry what people are going to think of you, like, keep going, keep trying, keep growing. And if they want to come with you, cool. If they don't find a new circle of influence. Well said. Yeah. Everybody check out Jessica's podcast. Beauty inspires beauty. Oh, so good. And one day I got to go down to San Diego, get my hair did. Yes. Go out. Have a GNO girls night out. And uh, where can everybody find you on Instagram? That's where you live. That's right? where I live. Yep. Jessica Bergio on Instagram. You guys send me a DM. Uh, tell us what you think about this. If you have any questions or if you want to connect, I have a Facebook group. You guys can hang out with us too, where we always talking about fun stuff over there as well. Yes. And uh, listen to the podcast, Beauty Inspires Beauty. Thank you, hon. Thank you for being here. Remember to get back up. And if you want different, choose different. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.